Hey, deserving listeners, this is chapter two in my deep dive on schizotypal personality disorder. And as an introduction, I thought I would read a real case of someone with schizotypal as a way of grounding all of this talk in reality. So this is a real case that I have permission to share with y'all. So reading their statement. For most of my life, I have felt different from other people. And recently I figured out why. It's because I have schizotypal personality disorder. Let me explain. I have massive social anxiety to the point where I'm constantly paranoid that people are thinking terrible thoughts about me, even people I've never met before. I've learned that it's best if I just do things on my own. I live alone. I work alone. Sure, I have some friends from school, but I neglect those friendships. All right, so just chiming in here. We're hearing about the social anxiety that that is present with schizotypal. We're also hearing about the paranoia and the suspiciousness that is present with schizotypal with most people who suffer from schizotypal. We're also hearing that this individual has learned to turn away from relationships, not because they want to be alone, but because after many, many years, maybe decades of struggling with this paranoia and having a lot of negative experiences in relationships, they've decided to turn away, maybe even convince themselves that they don't need anyone in their life. It doesn't sound like that the person is that far down the road, but I've seen that as well. All right, just going on here. For many years, I've turned to the internet as the place where I socialize. I sometimes get obsessed with a particular subreddit, particularly subreddits that confirm my paranoia of others, like conspiracy theories and so on. People sometimes tell me that I have no expression in my voice, and I talk in an overly formal manner, even with family members. All right, just chiming in here. So we're hearing also about the isolation on the internet, because it is easier for people with schizotypal perhaps to socialize on there because it's more controlled. Also, there's a lot of other paranoid individuals on the internet that you could be paranoid with. And also we're hearing about people sometimes tell me that I have no expression in my voice. Not everyone with schizotypal has this quality, but many do. Um, Certainly odd behavior is a hallmark. Overly formal speech is a common enough symptom that I've seen before. Not everyone has that, but odd speaking in general is a hallmark of schizotypal going on here. I didn't have the best childhood. My parents were constantly fighting, and let's just say they didn't raise me very well to the point where I just kept to myself as a child. All right, just chiming in here. We'll get into etiology and the causal factors in this episode, this chapter on schizotypal. So more on that later in terms of trauma. But the vast majority, well, I will say every single person that I've treated with schizotypal had an extremely difficult early childhood going on here. I also have weird sort of hallucinations. It's hard to explain. I've been this way my whole life, but sometimes I feel things like feeling the air around me or feeling like the stars are talking to me, but I don't really hear their words, the stars. It's more like I know they're trying to tell me something. Sometimes I get really into this sort of thing and it will completely dominate my life. End of description. That is an example of the 
odd perceptions and also magical thinking that can be present with people with schizotypal. And also, you don't hear full-blown psychosis. You don't hear the individual saying that they had full, very elaborate, well-understood conversations with the stars. They just felt kind of like the stars were trying to tell them something. So it's in the direction of an auditory hallucination or a delusion, but it's it's not full-blown. It, it doesn't meet the criteria for schizophrenia, for example, based on that description. So that is a description from someone of their own schizotypal personality disorder. It's just one description. It's not the description, but I picked it because I think that it is kind of in that middle zone. It's very, there's a lot of people with schizotypal will be able to re relate to part, if not all of that description. I wanted to provide that to help people understand what this can look like. And I'll provide some more detailed explanations from other types of people in this deep dive. So as I said, in this chapter, I'm going to be talking about the causes of schizotypal personality disorder. It's hard to lock down. There's a fair amount of research on this, and I have my own idea. I have my own model. That's wonderful. That's the wonderful thing about doing deep dives like this is it gives me a chance to really look at the research, look at the literature, think about my own clinical experience, integrate it with every other main model that I follow when it comes to personality and development. And I did that here. And I ha have a very, at least at this point in my career, uh, or my understanding of schizotypal, I have a pretty satisfying model of understanding how this develops. Satisfying to me, maybe not satisfying to you, but uh, often that is an outgrowth from this deep dive is I feel like I have a deeper understanding of the disorder, where it comes from, how it develops, and thus a, a better, more precise pathway to treatment. Because when you understand why it develops within the personality, what sort of experiences or traumas or personality traits or ideas develop in these individuals that lead to schizotypal, then you understand what to target, you understand what to dismantle, you understand what corrective experiences the individual might need and you understand where their behavior comes from rather than just looking at it as a set of criteria, right? So as I said in the previous chapter, some of you might be thinking, well, you know, this disorder isn't very common, so what's the big deal? And what I'll say is that research, some research suggests that 10% of people have at least traits of schizotypal. You know, it's a lot of people, <laughs> one in 10 individuals. And when I consider that research or that suggestion, it really explains a lot that I see not only on the internet, and in society and in politics, but also in my friend group, in my family. There are individuals that have often confused me, and I don't know if they have schizotypal. Of course, I can't diagnose them because I'm not assessing them clinically, but it does raise some questions and it does provide some comfort in a weird way to have some way of conceptualizing these individuals. So let's get into chapter two, but this is going to be for patrons of the podcast only. So if you want to listen to the rest of this episode and this whole deep dive, all the chapters, you have to be a patron of the podcast by going to patreon.com. When, when you become a patron, you get access to this episode along with the other chapters and the hundreds of other deep dives that I've done and also know that a portion of your monthly pledge goes toward various charities that we support. So if you want to hear this, become a patron. If not, super cool. Take care of yourself because you deserve it. You really, really do.